Hey, I'm Kenneth Wajda. I'm a professional photographer here in Colorado. Welcome to another one of my daily morning photography podcasts. So today I'm going to talk about the origins of photography. I have several books that I've picked up over the years, including one just today on America in the time of the birth of photography. And when you think about there are still people alive from the early 1900s Photography was only born in the mid-1800s, and at first it was cumbersome and chemical-based, and only scientists and tinkerers really did it. But then it started to progress. It started to become less wet plate and more dry plate, which is what George Eastman of Kodak created and made a company out of a kind of film that doesn't need to be wet at the time of exposure. And he started with dry plates and then eventually went into actual film production and made a camera in everybody's hand. But really that didn't happen until 1900, which is only 121 years ago. And when you think about how short a time in the history of human civilization, we have had photographs, it's really quite short. And you can imagine there are people who in the early 1900s couldn't afford to get a portrait made, couldn't afford to make a photograph of their family. And as things became more available to people, more people would shoot special occasions. They wouldn't have a phone or a camera in their pocket. A phone, what is in the world? Why would you use a telephone to make a photograph? I mean, a camera but they wouldn't have something on them at all times. They would always be using other photographers bringing a camera to them, unless they could afford a brownie or one of the small box cameras that was marketed toward the amateur. And Kodak knew that people didn't know how to process the film, so he always used the slogan, you pushed a button, we'll do the rest. But when you think about the history of photography, it's fascinating in that it's so relatively new. And what we did between 1900 and 1950, when 35 millimeter from the 30s to the 50s became pretty ubiquitous for amateurs, but not quite for publication. Most publications were still shooting 120 medium format and large format. And those old speed graphics that you see, the guys like Ouija wielding, they shot those because they needed the resolution to get a photograph in a newspaper that wasn't a big blur graph. But things evolved. 60s came, the 70s came. We got those automatic cameras. We got the autofocus. We got the point and shoots. And then digital is here. And now digital has miniaturized into our phones. But all of that is in a relatively short time. The one thing that can be said positively about the past is photographs used to be physical and a physical photograph has some chance of existing, whether it's passed on or whether it's given to somebody as a gift, whether it's something that stays in a family for generations. It's different than computer hard drives full of pictures that Nobody really knows how to access easily. 
you may pass down that hard drive and say, Grandpa had a bunch of photos a long time ago he put on this hard drive. We're not sure exactly how to fire it up and what to do with it, but supposedly there's some pictures of Grandpa and Grandma on there. Good luck getting those off. You'd probably be better off making some prints. And if you look at the fact that prints have existed since the late 1800s, mid-1800s, all the way through 2000 when digital kind of started to take off, prints have some ability to last. Prints are resilient. And if you give me the argument that, well, they could be caught in a fire, so could your computer hard drive. But the point is the photograph is a real thing that you can hold in your hand and it doesn't need electricity. Unlike video, which is a great medium, and film, which is a great medium, but it needs an electric source to display it, whether it's a projector with an old movie film or whether it's a television with video, it's dependent on something else to deliver it. And that's why I like the simplicity of photography. You just make a photograph, you print it, ideally for me, in my own dark room, by my own hand, at my own tray of chemicals, and I've completely made a piece of art that exists that can be put on the wall and it can be seen without any need for electronics, which to me is much more satisfying than seeing it on a iPad or a computer screen for literally a glimpse because I can't keep it there. I have to use my devices for work or for other reading. So it's not going to be something I can leave there all the time. So it's just a glimpse. But those other photographs live on my walls and stay in my world. And that's the beauty of photography, a quite young process, if you think about it. All right, that's today's photography talk. If you're enjoying these, hit the subscribe button. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk photography. As always, here's the good light. Just one quick reminder that we need photographers to contribute to the Wise Photo Project, and we need photographers from around the world. So if you are one, please join us. Find out information and what it's all about at thewisephotoproject.com. Thanks. Hey, one last thing. Watch my YouTube channel, here's to goodlight.com. And I put out a weekly YouTube of inspiring photo talks. And I think you'll enjoy it. So take a look. Here's to good light.